This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 111. Today on our show is the Cincy Shirts stand-up comedy special. And I went with Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Now, Gatlinburg is an American Indian word that means land of the couples that wear matching airbrush t-shirts. It is such a good time, and that is historically accurate. All right, as many of you know, Cincy Shirts was founded and is run by stand-up comedians. At least that's the uh, shorthand version. Not everyone that works for the company is a comedian, but there's a lot of us around. Uh, I say us as as if I'm one, uh, which I am not. I'll explain in a minute. Josh Sneed, one of our owners, of course, is a touring, headlining stand-up comedian, and he's even been on the Comedy Central. He's been all over your television. Uh, Darren Oberholzer was a stand-up comedian, and when they started the company, he decided he wanted to concentrate more on the business as well as his art because he's actually a very talented painter. So uh, when this whole thing is over, uh, this whole coronavirus thing, and you're at Go Bananas, uh, look around. Uh, His paintings are all hanging in Go Bananas, and so you can enjoy those. Uh, Now, you may also know that a lot of comedians work for Cincy Shirts, as I was saying, and we thought it would be fun to play some uh, some of our comedy for you. Now, uh, and by our, again, I mean the actual comedians that work here, not me. Uh, I have done stand-up, but I consider myself to be more of a comedy writer. And if you listen to the show, you know I used to write for the Gary Burbank show, something I try to work into, I don't know, every episode of the podcast? Um, first little order of business here, if you've been liking the podcast, as always, you can uh, donate to us via PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at cincyshirts.com. And also, be sure to listen for the special promo code for 20% off at the end of the episode. We will have one of those chosen by me. I get to choose it this time. And so, okay, let's get back to the uh, comedy. So here's how this is going to work. Our boss man, Josh, will close the show. And you're also going to hear from John Holmes, Billy DeVore, and Chris Weir. Now, I would say they are all pretty equal in those three in terms of where they are in the stand-up community. So I just use a random number generator to decide the batting order. Uh, usually the way these things work on a comedy show is the set usually goes from, like, the, uh, the, the smallest comedian to the biggest comedian on the bill, basically. It, not always. Uh, to that end, I'm going to go first. And while I do have some of my stand-up recorded, the quality isn't very good, and the sound is pretty bad. Ah, there you go. That's some of the gold you'll be missing by not hearing my stand-up. Uh, instead, uh, I decided I would play you some uh, radio comedy bits I wrote. Uh, the first is a fake commercial I wrote for a radio service called the American Comedy Network. And uh, if you don't know, back in the day, and I guess this, this still might be done, I don't know, uh, when a lot of morning radio personalities did those wacky bits, uh, chances are those were written by somebody not even in town. So uh, American Comedy Network was in Boston. Uh, anyway, that's going to be followed by a bit from the Gary Burbank Show uh, doing his Dan Buckles character. I wrote a little uh, bit for uh, Dan there. And then uh, that'll be followed by another fake commercial, this one from The Morning Sidekick in Denver. All right, so here. Now let's start the show. She came down Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at CincyShirts.com in Cincinnati. First, there was Vanilla Coke. Then, Pepsi jumped on the bandwagon with Pepsi Vanilla. And now, Pepsi is trying to rip off Coke in an even bigger way. Introducing Pepsi Coke. 
It's Pepsi with the flavor of Coke. Mmm, I haven't had Pepsi this good since the last time I had a Coke. That's because the can says Pepsi, but the taste says Coke. Wow, Pepsi Coke is awesome. See, some 20-something gulped it down and said it was awesome, so it's gotta be good. And it comes in every possible variety. There's Diet Pepsi Coke 1, Caffeine-Free Pepsi Coke, Caffeine-Free Diet Pepsi Coke, Cherry Pepsi Coke, Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue, and Caffeine-Free Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue with Caffeine. Wow, I had no idea the taste of all my favorite Pepsi flavors would taste better with a taste of Coke. Take the Pepsi Coke taste test today and see if you can tell if you're tasting Pepsi or Coke or both. Pepsi Coke. It's the Pepsi name you know with the taste of Coke you love. This is Dan Buckles interrupting this program. Dateline. Washington, D.C. The recording industry has submitted a request to the Senate Judiciary Committee to add a new layer of protection to the copyright laws. For more, we go live to Matt Stringer in the nation's capital, Matt. Thank you, Dad. I'm here with RIAA spokesperson Bob Hordbacker. Bob, what kind of protection does the recording industry now seek? Well, Matt, as you know, we have successfully gone after people who illegally copy CDs and people who share music files over the Internet. And speaking of the Internet, we have also been able to cripple Internet radio broadcasts by imposing exorbitant fees on those operations. And so, what's next? Our first step is to ask for royalties to be paid when a song gets stuck in your head. I'm not sure I follow. Let's say you go over to a friend's house and he has a stereo on. You hear a catchy tune. The next day you're at work and you find that that song is stuck in your head. You keep singing it over and over to yourself and then whistling the melody. I think that's happened to a lot of people. What's the problem with that? Well, the problem is that song is being used. We feel illegally. Uh, How's that? The song is stuck in your head. You're singing it, enjoying it, but you haven't paid for it. You're getting something for nothing, and the artist, the publisher especially, and for God's sake, the record company, record companies are suffering. Oh, really? And we'll take legal action against people with songs stuck in their heads. So there. Uh, back to you, Dan. Thank you, Matt. This is Dan Buckles. When news breaks in, we break out. And now, a word from our sponsor. How many times has this happened to you? I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to the restroom. Hmm. Flounders or snappers? Ooh. Let's try snappers. Ooh, sorry, wrong door. If you're a guy or girl on the go, then you know theme restaurant bathroom designations can be misleading. But now you don't ever have to be confused again because you've got the Restroom Thesaurus. The Restroom Thesaurus lists every possible combination of male-female euphemism. Blokes and birds, bantams and hens, shoots and ladders, bobsleds and moguls, endomorphs and gynecomorphs. Yes, the Restroom Thesaurus is your one-stop source for avoiding embarrassing entrances into the wrong bathroom. Seafood restaurants. Oh, let's see. Buoys and gulls, bulkheads and portholes, hornpipes and shanties. Oh, here we go. Flounders are men. Whew. All right. 
Never walk into the wrong restroom again with the Restroom Thesaurus because you don't want to take a shot in the dark. So there you have some professionally produced comedy uh, written by me. And uh, yeah, I got paid for that. Isn't that shocking? All right, so there you go. So we're going to go on to our first comedian, and that's going to be Mr. John Holmes. Uh, yes, uh, John Holmes has a familiar name, but actually, uh, well, there's two John Holmeses. The one that you're thinking of, if you're uh, a perv. And the second one, there's a John Holmes spelt the exact same way, who is also a comedian, but he lives in Britain. And you can hear him on The Now Show on BBC Radio 4. So anyway, when our John Holmes is not doing stand-up, he works in our warehouse. He's the uh, he's kind of quiet, actually. And uh, so it's kind of odd to hear him being a bit boisterous in front of strangers. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here he is from a performance at Go Bananas uh, from, I think, last... Last year was a party for a fellow comedian named V.A. Bennett, and here is uh, Mr. John Holmes. Uh, I was up recently in Dayton doing a show in a townie bar, and this uh, elderly gentleman came up to me and said, you know what? Back in my day, only homos dressed like that. And I was like, sir, are you seriously comparing me to a 70s gay man? Because that is exactly the look I was going for. F*** Yeah. Yeah, high five. He did not high five me. I actually cleaned that up a bit because what he actually said was, you look like a long-haired f***. And I just said, I nervously said, I am. And kept walking, right? Just keep on walking out of that situation. Did you guys know you can just walk out of things? It's very fun. What, what, besides, what is that? Uh, what? what why would I need to talk to that guy? What, is he going to tell me things I can't read on Breitbart? Uh, I am 32. I know I look a lot worse. It's okay. I'm coming to terms with it. Trust me, you don't get this face from saying no. I know what I look like. I look like the Lorax if he lacked morals, right? Just... I look like the only vice I haven't tried is advice. <laughs> Let's be honest, I look like I'm about three beers away from being known as Jaundice Holmes. Alright, that's a, uh, that's a medical condition. Look it up. I, uh, I'm 32, but I've still yet to be called Sir without a hint of irony. Right? Like, I've never once gotten an, oh, I'll get that right away for you, sir, or whatever you need, sir. I've always gotten the, sir, 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 we're going to have to ask you to stop drinking. You're our best customer, but that's also our biggest problem. Plus, this is a McDonald's, sir. Now get out of the ball pit. And I'm just like, Tuesdays, how do you guys party? What's up? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I, uh, yeah, we'll try this one. I think that a lot of people, I think a lot of people feel like, uh, racism is like, is like a line, like, you're the racist or you're not racist. I think it's more of a spectrum where if you go too far on either side, you can end up being racist. Like, if someone was up here and said something like, I hate Chinese people, you'd be like, well, that's clearly racist. But if that same person was up here and they were like, I really love Chinese people. <laughs> That's also racist, bro. Way to go. I don't know how you did it, but you made it, you made it bad again. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, like, if you if you fetishize a culture or something like that, then you're probably racist. I I hate to say I hate to be the one to tell you that, but like, but like, no one's ever like, no one's ever said anything good after. Like, if you ask someone, like, well, why do you like African American women? It's never like because. Oh, because they're strong members of their households and leaders of their communities? No, it's never that. It's like, why do you like Japanese women? It's like, because they're small and they can't talk down to me. <laughs> yeah, that's racist. That's racist. I moved down to my mom's house a couple of years ago from uh, the suburbs, uh, mostly because uh, you can't. I, I realized one day you can't look like this and just walk around the suburbs without a dog, right? Like, I can't mosey in the suburbs looking like this. I understand it. You can't look like a walking DUI and then be surprised when people pull their kids away. <laughs> but now I live in Norwood. Warwood! Norhood! I can walk wherever the f*** I want in Norwood. <laughs> Hell, as long as I'm clothed, I can walk into people's houses in Norwood. <laughs> Just walk right in there and be like, does he have a shirt on? Well, then he must be the mayor. <laughs> Get him the good Hungry Man dinners, mama. Yeah, the good ones. The kind with pudding, the kind I like. You know that, I'm the mayor. That's going to be doing it for me. Thank you so much. I've been John Holmes. John Holmes there being boisterous and funny. And uh, yeah, it's a, some funny stuff there uh, from John. And again, if you're getting a package from us uh, in the from the Cincy Shirts Warehouse, well, chances are John Holmes put that together for you. Uh, so we're going to move on now to Chris Ware. Uh, Chris Ware, um, I, always, I, I always say Ware, and I, I, after putting this together and hearing him introduce in these comedy bits, it's actually Weir. Chris Weir is a stand-up comedian, and he's also a writer. Uh, in 2014, he won the Funniest Person in Cincinnati contest. He can be heard on Sirius XM Radio, as well as uh, Audible and Spotify. He's performed at the Yuck Fest. He's an annual performer at the Brouhaha Comedy Festival here in town, which hopefully we will have again this year. And he's uh, open for comics such as Tom Segura, Nikki Glaser, Chad Daniels, and Andy Kendall. Now, the clips you're going to hear right now are from an album called On Tour Live from Cincinnati, and it features Chris as well as Gabe Kia, Kelly Collette, and Andrew Ruddick. They are also from Cincinnati, and they're also hilariously funny. But uh, here is our own Chris Weir. Let's keep this show moving along, guys. This is one of my favorite comics in the scene. Make a lot of noise for Chris Weir! All right, appreciate you guys. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I've stopped going to all these bargain clips places to get my hair cut. And I think by far the worst one has got to be great clips. Like, I have never once left a great clips feeling like I'd gotten my full $6 worth. <laughs> they always tell me the same things. So they're like, oh, you got Calix. Nothing we can do. Sorry. At least try. Me having calyx doesn't explain why I'm leaving with one sideburn right now. <laughs> you have to focus. And I get very few suggestions to these people on how to cut my hair, but I never once recall telling them, like, yeah, could you just make sure you use no effort. <laughs> one thing I do like about Great Clips, and they have this at every single one, they have magazines there filled with pictures of haircuts that you can't get there. <laughs> 
They took magazines from salons and just put them in their stores. That is crazy. They'd be like, if you want to eat like at a, like a, a restaurant, and as you wait, they just hand you menus of better places to eat around town. <laughs> like they're taunting you, like, yeah, check this out. If only. <laughs> We're pretty bad, and you're very poor. I have a theory about Great Clips, and I believe the ladies that cut hair at Great Clips are also the same ladies that serve at Waffle Houses. Like, they'll have a very similar lackluster approach to their job and all for whatever reason all seem to come from the same top-heavy nurse ratchet bosom mold, we'll say. <laughs> and I got to test this theory the last time I was getting my hair cut at a Great Clips. The lady, as she was bending over to cut my hair, she accidentally pressed one of her boobs up against my ear, and I could hear hash browns burning. <laughs> There's a culture to caffeine, you guys. What you drink when you need a little pep in your step may say something about you. So if you see someone drinking, say, a Red Bull, you may think, oh, this person's a partier and likes to hang out late. Or if you see them drinking, like, a hot tea, you might think, oh, they could be sophisticated. And personally, anytime I've ever seen anyone with a monster energy drink, I've always found myself thinking, is hepatitis an airborne disease? Because holy bed bugs. Have you seen these people? <laughs> Terrible. And for those of you who don't know, a monster energy drink is essentially like Mountain Dew's younger cousin with ADHD and the pet snake. <laughs> Just terrible. At least that's the only people I ever see getting that drink. It's always the same, like, sketchy-looking pale dude with, like, a flat bill, chin-strap beard, very aggressive T-shirt. Looks like they might be part of some underground vaping league. <laughs> you know, any check IDs, everyone just blows out their name and vape smoke, like, Chad. <laughs> I wish they made commercials. Those would be so funny, to listen to them talk directly to their target demographic. Wouldn't that be fun? Like do like some sort of contest or like, we hid a golden tobacco dip pouch in one of our monster cans. <laughs> Find the missing dip pouch, we pay for all your DUI court fees for life. <laughs> we'll even get Kid Rock to prank phone call your mother. <laughs> from Kentucky, except when I travel, I tell people I'm from Cincinnati. Do that for a lot of reasons. Like, one, when you tell somebody you're from Cincinnati, they look at you like, oh, you're a person from a place. Please continue. <laughs> that is never the reaction you get when you tell people you're from Kentucky. First off, they look at you like they're smarter than you. And they also keep an eye on you, like that semi-loose Jenga piece everyone has to worry about now at the party. That's what it feels like you introduce yourself. Like, hey, I'm from Kentucky. Like, whoa, take it easy, buddy. There's stuff around. Switch to water. <laughs> That happens everywhere. Like one time my wife and I were traveling back from Chicago and we stomped off this nice, fancy restaurant, uh, Chili's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Everything was going fine, so I told the waiter, like, no, actually we're going back to Kentucky, that's where we're from. And he gave us that look, and then he kept an eye on us throughout the entire meal. I don't know what he was thinking he was gonna see. I kinda half expected the waiter to think like at some point during the meal, my wife and I were gonna stand up from our table and pull out matching hee-haw rings, and we click them together, and then Toby Keith just kicks open the front door, starts passing out handguns and chewing tobacco. All the steaks that night keep coming out well done. We just get a bad representation, especially on the news. 
My favorite time uh, Kentucky made the news happened a few years ago now was at the Creation Museum. Uh, and this happened when uh, there was some dude at the Creation Museum who was riding their zip line and he got struck by lightning. Yeah. Personally, I couldn't think of a better way to find out that the Creation Museum has a zip line. What? That is just endlessly hilarious to me. I think that some dude whose mantra is, I ain't come from no monkey, gets struck by lightning as he's swinging from tree to tree. Holy Spirit wrote that joke, you guys. I was driving around at night recently, and I passed a Home Depot that had some of the lights and its sign out. So some of the letters just didn't show up. And it's like, out of all stores, Home Depot has no excuse for that sort of behavior. <laughs> They're a home department store. They have lights in there. They have ladders. They have chandeliers. They have everything they need in there to build a brand new Home Depot. <laughs> Fix the lights. What if I'm going there for lights? I have to assume you're out. It's either that or it's an entire store of employees standing around looking at each other like, I don't know, we called Lowe's a half an hour ago. They should be here. It's bad on them. Hey, that's my time, you guys. Thank you all very much. Chris Weir, everybody. I love that Home Depot bit. That is so funny. That there's always a bit that sticks out uh, with certain comedians with me. Uh, the aforementioned Kelly Collette uh, does a really funny bit about, uh, actually two, about working in fast food, which nobody ever laughs at, but I find hilarious. And uh, so I always beg her to do them. And then no one laughs and then she's mad at me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's Chris Weir. Uh, find Chris Weir on uh, Facebook, all the usual places. Uh, I believe his website is chrisweircomedy.com. I'll check that out and get back to you at the end of the show. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know to find everybody. In the meantime, we're up to Billy DeVore. Billy, you've uh, if you haven't seen him doing stand-up comedy, you've certainly seen him uh, on our social media platforms uh, eating maybe a pancake covered with chili or some other such. Uh, he's also worn a lot of hats around here as well as a lot of shirts, uh, quite frankly. And he's currently our sales director and he's been smashing it. He's like a store by himself. If you need custom shirts, email billyd at cincyshirts.com He'll get you sorted. So if you need something for your business or anything like that, uh, he can get that uh, put together for you. In the meantime, Time. Here's Billy with some bits from his brand new album. It's called Drinking Beer at the Kids Table. It's going to be out in the next few weeks. Uh, he warned me I would have to bleep him a little bit because he says the F and the S word a lot. But uh, here we go. Here is our own Billy DeVore. I think you've heard my voice long enough to get this one. Um, whenever someone doesn't see my face and they hear my voice, I get called ma'am or miss constantly. <laughs> All the time. The worst is when telemarketers call me. They'll call me and they'll be like, hello, is this William John DeVore the fourth? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Look, I don't go by William John DeVore the fourth because it makes me sound like the lamest prince from Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm, I wanna f a dragon. <laughs> and they go, do you need any student loan debt forgiveness? And I'm like, no, I don't. 
I don't need any student loan debt forgiveness because I dropped out of four different community colleges. <laughs> Which, fun fact, if you do four first years of college, they don't give you a degree, and that's bull****. <laughs> community college dropout coming out with the hot math joke. So I go, no thank you. And they go, okay, miss, have a great day. Click, hey, <laughs> you. You had my name in front of you. It's William John DeVore IV, not Wilma Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, but damn, but don't call me a lady. <laughs> and they have not called me once, not twice, but they have called me three times a lady, and that's a crock of <laughs> So, uh, I just had my first awkward interaction with my in-laws. I was watching a baseball game with my father-in-law and my wife. And during this game, someone hit the ball foul, and there was a lady wearing a deep V-neck shirt. And she went to bend over to pick up that ball, and the camera went right down her shirt. And her father went, hmm. And my wife said, what the f dad? <laughs> and he said, what? She's attractive. <laughs> and she said, I'm your f daughter. So I felt like I had to step in. And I said, well, you're both not wrong. My wife's family's great, they're nice to my face, and that's all that matters. <laughs> they all have one very odd obsession. They're all obsessed with their paper shredders. There's a time and a place for a paper shredder, like the office, right? Like you get up, you go over to with a piece of paper, you put it in the slot, it's instant gratification because the shredder grabs it and then it goes through and it makes that sound, and then those little paper squares fall to the bottom of the bag and then you take that bag and you keep it till the end of the week because then when it's Friday and you're walking out, you're throwing those little paper squares because you're throwing yourself a one-man parade because you didn't yell at Denise for clipping her toenails at her desk again. You won! <laughs> There's a time and a place. The wrong time and a place to talk about a paper shredder is Thanksgiving. <laughs> Not the time and place. Uh, her uncle was getting ready to leave and he grabbed the door handle and then he looked back at me and he said, can't wait to get home and use that paper shredder, if you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. Also, that is a disgusting euphemism for my aunt. What should have been shredded that evening was the mashed potato recipe, because then was dry. We reached peak odd paper shredder weirdness uh, when my wife's grandma died. Um, Good night, thank you for coming. No, um, 
When she passed, uh, we went to the funeral, then we went back to her grandma's house and Marie Kondo the bitch. Uh, and my wife and I were outside and her dad comes outside holding something in his arms, lip quivering, tear in his eye, and he walks up to my wife and says, honey, I think grandma would have wanted you to have this. And he hands her, I you not, her grandma's old paper shredder. What the f that's not even the weird part. The weird part is that everyone stormed and came outside and started hugging and crying like her dad gave her a brooch from the old world. <laughs> Which he didn't. He just gave her an office supply that's worth between $30 and $50. <laughs> and how do I know it's worth between $30 and $50? Because as I was writing this joke, I looked over to my wife and I said, Hey, honey. Is the paper shredder we have worth upstairs? And without even missing a beat, she said, Oh, it's worth between $30 and $50. <laughs> she just rattled it off like she was the top saleswoman in the Ohio Southwest region. <laughs> without even missing a beat, she pulls out her phone and already on her browser, she has a, she has a bookmark and she shows me. She says, This, this is my dream paper shredder. It can shred 1,500 pounds of cardstock in less than five seconds. Hell, I bet it could even shred you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, is this office space meets Soylent Green? What the f <laughs> Soylent Green, do you guys have a better office movie reference where they eat people? <laughs> no, then I f nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> That is a much better gift than what I got when my grandma passed away. When my grandma passed away, she was really funny. She was a prankster, hilarious. Uh, she gave me a used crock pot with a bag of used silverware in it with a pair of her underwear also inside. <laughs> the other grandkids got $250,000. She was real funny, a real prankster, <laughs> hilarious. It takes eight hours to make a roast in a crock pot, yet she found a way to roast me for the rest of my life. Bleedivore, again, his album Drinking Beer at the Gids Table will be out in the next couple of weeks. Look out for that. I'm sure we'll promote it on uh, our site as well. And just follow him on Facebook and uh, you'll be updated on that as well. And again, at the end of the show, I'll tell you how to find everybody's comedy everywhere. And uh, I now have to ask, are you ready for your headliner? That's how we do these things in the comedy business. Uh, before we get to Josh, I just want to say that it's unfortunate we don't have any of Darren's stand-up. Uh, he stopped way back before YouTube was really a thing. And uh, so I can tell you, though, that um, I did an article on Josh and Darren. I interviewed Josh a few times before. Uh, this is about 10, 11 years ago. Uh, he had just started the t-shirt company with Darren, so I went over to Bellevue, Kentucky, where they had a storefront and did an article for Cincy Magazine, the magazine for Cincy Business. And you can still find a link to that, by the way, on the Cincy Shirts uh, homepage. Just go down to the, In the News, and there's a whole bunch of all the articles where we've been in the news, including that one. Anyway, so I, 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 that's the first time I met Darren, and then about a month later, uh, my wife and I went to Funny Bone when it was still on the levee, 
and we were going to see Mr. Emo Phillips, the very funny Mr. Emo Phillips, nicest guy in the world, by the way, too. Met him after the show. And anyway, our feature comedian was one Mr. Darren Overholzer. Yes, and he was very funny, and I can assure you that because my wife and I are both a tough room, and uh, we really enjoyed Darren's stand-up. So um, it's a, it's a shame that we don't have any any bits of it to look back on and uh, and, to, and to reminisce about and to enjoy. But anyway, uh, taking us back to Josh. Josh, of course, as you know, has been on Comedy Central. He's uh, he has a dry bar comedy special. You should check out. Just go to his website, and again, I'll give you all the website information later. I want to make sure I get everybody's right, uh, and you can watch it for a buck, and a lot of comedians have been doing the dry bar thing. It's all clean comedy, too, so you want to watch it with the family. It's perfect for that, so go to dry bar comedy. Uh, look him up on the YouTubes, of course. He has a couple of albums out, Spotify, SiriusXM, all the places you listen to comedy. So uh, here we go. Here is Josh. This is from his album Unsung Hero. I took the middle bits out that I thought were pretty funny, so you're going to hear like a couple bits in a row, and I'm going to jump to the end so you can close the show. And uh, yeah, well, here's our boss, Josh Need. It's good to be in an environment where people appreciate comedy, okay? Because I get that when I'm on the road, but not when I'm at home. We're out to dinner with a big group of friends a couple weeks ago. In that group of friends, there's a lesbian couple, and that night, they both order fish tacos. (laughs) Yeah, where were you? You weren't there, because I was looking for you. I was looking around the table. You gotta be kidding me. Not one other person. Even eye contact, where I could have been like, I know, what are the odds? <laughs> Nothing. Not one. Even my wife was like, i kind of been wanting to try that for a while. I was like, okay, well, this is going in a different direction than I thought, but I'm on board. Thank you, Ruby Tuesday, for making this moment possible. We did something different last year, Uh, you know, because I travel so much doing comedy, we decided we were each going to pick a place to go, so it actually felt like a vacation for me. So my wife went first, and she picked Amish country, which means she doesn't ever get to pick again. Um, I did did not care for that place at all. Bed and breakfast, okay, first of all, you're talking to a comedian, so unless breakfast is at 2 p.m., I'm out on that, right? Those people are hypocritical. It's like, we don't believe in electricity, but we'll use it to run your Visa card. It's like, you know what, I... Right? The thing that bothered me the most was that the only reason I agreed to go was if if I was allowed to take pictures on my cell phone and put them on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And the first time I took a picture, this Amish dude yelled at me. He was like, we don't allow pictures to be taken. They bring on a sense of pride. We don't do anything that makes us feel proud. I'm like, dude, you're selling a kitchen table for three grand without chairs. I'm pretty sure you're proud of that, okay? How about you worrying about growing in that mustache? Because you look stupid, and I don't care how good your pretzels are. I'm never coming back here again. So then it was my turn to pick. And I went with Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Now, Gatlinburg is an American Indian word that means land of the couples that wear matching airbrush t-shirts. It is (laughs) such a good time. And that is historically accurate. They've always got the airbrush t-shirt that is a couple underneath a palm tree with a rainbow sunset behind them, which just screams Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Because when you think, let's go to the beach, you pick the Smoky Mountains, right? Then they put their names and the year so that they can remember who they were dating on that particular trip (laughs) to Dollywood. 
Good people watching down there. I don't know if you like to people watch, but uh, if you take pictures when you people watch, please send them to me. Um, it's just my buddies and I trade them like they're baseball cards. It's a little game we play. Here's a tip I'll give you. Make sure that the flash and the sound on your phone is turned off because that is embarrassing. I kind of pride myself on being stealthy when it comes to that and uh, slipped up a couple weeks ago. I was at the airport in line for security and, uh, and I saw this guy. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and out of the top of it was this tuft of bright white chest hair. I mean, yeah, his face was completely shaven, but this was teased and bleached. I mean, it was gorgeous. <laughs> It looked like he was made of cotton and someone hugged him too hard and it was like, cook, and then it just stayed right there. You know, kind of a Santa's going on vacation now that the busy season's over kind of look. And I knew if I didn't get a picture of it, I wasn't going to be able to sleep that night. So I'm trying to time it out that he'll be right next to me and I'm doing the standard. I'm just looking at my cell phone, checking my Facebook, even though my phone is kind of awkwardly pointed in your general direction. <laughs> And when he was right next to me, it was like, flash, click, right in his face. So I was like, well, there's not really a bouncing back from that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I love me some Gatlinburg. Uh, you can just check out hillbillies trying to figure out how taffy gets made by looking through a window all day. They're like, what? What? I don't know how they do it, even though I can see the entire process from right here. This is it's like a damn Willy Wonka in there or something. What? No, Darren, it's a big glob tumbling, and then it goes in your pocket. I'm trying to figure it out, all right? Shut up. There was a woman in Gatlinburg that I really wanted to get a picture of, but my battery was dead on my phone. She, uh, she had early 1990s hair, right? Pulled back tight and in the front, poof. You know what I'm talking about? I call it a damn, because you look at it and you're like, damn. And, and because it can prevent modern thoughts from reaching her brain. You know, it'll be like a black president. What are you, crazy? And then it just shredded it up and it fell right onto her funnel cake. It was amazing. Yeah. I thought that was powdered sugar. It's hope. Hope and strawberries. You look like you might find her like seventh row at a WWE event. You know what I'm saying? Like saved up all year, still couldn't get down front. Uh, or maybe frequenting a... Long John Silver KFC combo restaurant. Do you have those here where it's two in the same? Oh my God. Sit in one of those for half an hour. You'll hear things that have never been said in the history of the world. And I finally figured out why it's so funny to me. It's because the average redneck brain can't process that there are two businesses operating behind one counter and sharing a menu board and it just throws them off. They're like, okay, um, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so, like, if I wanted to, from my side, like, I could get, like, 
like one hush puppy, but also a biscuit. Nuh-uh, I can do that, really? Well, how do y'all know who gets the money? It is so fun. Oh my God. And let's be honest, it's the Long John Silver side of that crowd. I don't know if you go to Long John Silver's, but there's a reason their food comes in a treasure chest. It's because they make comedy gold. I'll just grab a seat by the register and listen to all the fun stuff that happens that day. At any Long John Silver, you will hear a grown man ask for extra crumbs, which I feel like is a new low for our society. If you don't know what the crumbs are, they batter dip all their fish, chicken, and shrimp. And when it comes out of the fryer, pieces of it fall off and it builds a pile. And people say, hey, could I have a tray of the stuff this thing's been laying in? Because it looks tasty, buddy. Give me some of that. And the first time I heard it, I was like, did that guy just ask for extra crumbs? She pressed the button on the register. Boop, extra crumbs, 35 cents. I was like, no, no. No, it does not happen that often that they had to program it into the register and charge for it? Oh my lord, I would have loved to have been there that day. Some toothless manager comes out of the back, hey, somebody's gonna have to start paying for these crunchies. I can't be giving this stuff away all day. That's why we got tartar sauce packets instead of a pump, because y'all don't know when to say when, do you? No. You think it's funny to do shots of malt vinegar? Well, guess what? I hate this job. And he tries to slam the door, but it's that metal door. So it just cut, it does this. And you can just hear him yelling in the back. No, I got a bowl this weekend. I ain't trying to be all stressed out over all this madness. That ain't worth it. Get my van fixed. That two-in-one restaurant... That is so genius. Is that how bad our economy is? Restaurants are sharing rent like college kids? Like, hey man, Taco Bell's gonna be crashing with us for a little bit. I hope that's cool. <laughs> Every decision that company's made makes it look like it's run by potheads. <laughs> they, own, they own Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Long John Silver, and A&W Root Beer. If you're a pothead, that is your all-time top five. <laughs> And I just, I think that's how they operate, you know? They just get baked and one of them was like, dude, I want fried chicken and pizza right now. But I am not capable of driving to two different places. And his buddy was like, dude, we could just sell both of those here. That'll give us time to work on our other ideas. Like how to make taco shells out of Doritos. I wanna do that one. Yeah, it makes sense when I say it like that, doesn't it? Notice how they haven't told us who bought the Hostess Company. I think it's gonna come out the next year, yeah? It's the Twinkie Burrito. We've stuffed a Twinkie full of taco meat. And there's some people who groan, but there's two potheads in the room. They're like, dude, I would eat that stuff right now. I would try that immediately. Just give me some cream, sour cream, it doesn't matter. Cream or sour cream. And the Mountain Dew, the blue kind. You know, we have an obesity problem in this country. And, uh, and I know you're like, is this guy gonna make fun of fat people while using his stomach as an armrest? <laughs> I sure am. It's pretty much exactly what's about to happen. You don't have to clap, lady, all right? It's not that funny.
I actually lost 30 pounds after I trained for and then ran a half marathon for charity in Las Vegas. And, uh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, the reason I did it is because my wife got some news that she got this new job working for a charity where she has to recruit people to run half marathons for charity. Um, yeah, it's hilarious, you guys. I don't remember every vow, but I know none of them said, I solemnly swear to go 13.1 miles on my two feet if you need a career change. Whatever, I did it. That's all that matters. I don't know if you can tell by looking, but I'm not a runner. But I did it. You know I can't stand? Runners. They get all cocky. They're like, dude, you're going to love it, man. Once you get started, a couple weeks in, you're going to be out there. You're not even going to know you're running. You're going to get on this runner's high, and it won't even matter. That never happened. Not one time did that ever happen. One time I was on a treadmill, and I almost caught a taxi. Like, you need to come get me, because this is ridiculous. What am I doing? I would just stare at that calorie counter. That was the only thing that kept me going, was looking at that calorie counter. I pretended it was a skee-ball machine that was about to give me tickets I could spend on food later. I'd be like, 1,500, dude, that's two corn dogs and a large tater tot I just earned. It's a big business, though. I didn't even know that there are products made for runners uh, and runners only. Body Glide, uh, it's for uh, chafing. And uh, you need that when you have man tits. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> if you had told me six months after I got married, my wife would walk through the door holding something she wanted me to rub on my nipples, I would have been like, you're damn right she will. Um, what I couldn't have told you is that it was just to keep them from bleeding before I got to the end of the driveway. Like, that was probably the part I didn't know. You know, but we love food. This country loves food. Watch TV, and you can figure out how much this country loves food, right? Cake Boss, everybody wants to watch that show. Who wants to watch gluten-free vegan cupcake wars? Nobody's going to pay attention to that. We want man versus food. We want a war. You know who wins in man versus food? Diabetes. That's who. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That show... Is that what it's come to? We'll just watch some other guy eat for half an hour? <laughs> I like to pretend that that show is actually a documentary they filmed over a long period of time. They just couldn't tell that guy what was really going on, you know? They're like, Adam, we'd like to give you your own TV show. But secretly what they wanted to do was illustrate what'll happen to your body if you eat like that every day for six years. And if you think I'm wrong, watch an episode from season one, then immediately watch an episode from season six. That guy was way skinnier back then. And he had an amazing vocabulary. Like, where'd that go? <laughs> Watch season one. He's very articulate. He's like, folks, there's a symphony of flavors going on in my mouth right now. When I crunch down, they got some heat. There's a little sweet. There's a saltiness to it. It, it went down nice and cool. This place is amazing. They've made perfect harmony in the form of a sandwich. And then six years later, he's like... This is yummy. <laughs> this is really good. But good for him. He lost all that weight. He looks amazing now. He left people like me who love that show in the dust, just sitting there all fat looking at him like, you were our guy. What happened? <laughs> I bet African countries watch that show the way we watch porn, right? I bet that they, 
They would say the same things watching it that America says when it watches porn. They'd be like, what? I mean, yeah, it's awesome, but when has that ever happened to somebody we know? Come on, I don't know. It's not, I'm not buying it. And don't feel bad if you laughed at that joke, because over there, they get to see whenever they want. I don't, do you guys understand the point I'm trying to make right now? Because I don't think you do. My point is, the word porn unfairly gets pigeonholed to mean the same thing for everybody, and it doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody. In my opinion, porn is whatever is not readily available to you. That's why you would fantasize about having it, you know? I mean, do you think porn stars watch porn when they're not working? No. They stare at a photograph of parents that still love and accept them, and they're like, oh, man, I could go for some of that right now. You know what I mean? And... And as far as Africa goes, I think things over there are the same. They're just a little different. There's probably a mom over there right now going, you know what you need to do? Go outside and look at some boobies because there are kids in Tennessee that are never going to get to see any, okay? Now please go and quit your belly aching. <laughs> your belly aching. No. Um, no, here's my idea. This is my plan. We should have an exchange program where we send fat kids to Africa, Okay. They're not going to have access to foods with trans fat and high fructose corn syrup, no Xbox to sit on all day. If you want lunch, you got to catch it, right? Think about it. It'll be good for them. They'll write letters back to their parents. It's day 19 in the Serengeti. It's been a month since my last cupcake. I've lost what I believe to be 12 pounds from being chased by wild animals and sweating in the desert all day. Tell dad there's boobs every time I turn around. <laughs> see you when I see you, Dean. <laughs> Dean's coming home skinny and fearless. And when he comes home, we bring a bunch of African kids with him. We'll take them straight to Golden Corral, just blow their minds as soon as they get off the plane, show them how we run it. What would be more fun than taking African kids to Golden Corral? Nothing. <laughs> Welcome to America, little man. What do you think about that? Yep, as much as you want. You're right. You are so right. Let's get you a plate. Yeah, that's the only rule. You have to have a clean plate. Yep, that is a chocolate fondue fountain in between our cotton candy and ice cream machines on the dessert bar just past Taco Island. You are smart. Golden Corral. Every location has a chocolate fondue fountain. We're past the days where you have to wait for someone to get married. It could be Tuesday afternoon. You're like, I want to hold some food underneath a chocolate waterfall today. And you can for $8.95 plus tax. Knowing some man's already come through with his prime rib. That's not gravy. I know. I know. It was... What's that? Oh, that's whipped cream on corn on the cob. Cream corn. I, what, I'm just going to go sit down. I saw it in a dream once. It's crazy, man. I don't, care. I don't care how cute you think your kid is. I'll tell you one time where there is no such thing as a cute kid. It's on a video baby monitor at 3 in the morning when it has night vision capabilities. Uh, yeah. No one told me he figured out where the camera was and where to talk if uh, he needed one of his parents in the middle of the night. So when I flip that thing on at 4 a.m., 
Mommy? I was like, oh my God, what are you doing in there? Ghost hunting? Go back to sleep, you creep. But it's just, it doesn't matter how old they are, there's just gonna be something else to worry about, you know? Like now it's, uh, he's got a peanut allergy. So, you know, she's, she's freaking out because uh, she decided to look up on the internet you know, what could happen if you have a peanut allergy. And if you have a peanut allergy, there's nothing worse you can do than look up on the internet what happens when you have a peanut allergy. <laughs> She's freaking out, you know? It's like, yeah, when I heard it, I'm, what, he can't have a PB&J? Maybe pay attention a little closer when we take him to a baseball game. She's going the extra mile, you know? She won't even let him watch Charlie Brown. I was like, I think you're taking this a little bit too far, but she's always been that way, you know? The first day we were in the doctor's office, he handed her a list of foods. He was like, I don't want you eating these foods anymore because some contain a small bacteria. Some have weird effects on an unborn child. I look at the list. It's like cheese, lunch meat, frozen yogurt, chocolate, caffeine. That's all my favorite stuff. <laughs> but she was like, okay. And I was like, wow. Like, you didn't even hesitate. That's amazing to me. I know for a fact you had three of those yesterday. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Good for you. Hit the rock. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to eat any of that stuff when you're around. And then I was like, what if it was up to me? Like, do I have that kind of willpower? If he looked at me and said, oh, and sir, if you eat a hot dog before this baby's born, it's only going to have one eye. Um... Like, how good could he see out of the one eye? Do you have any idea what you are asking me to do? You know? Then he was born, you know? It was, I'll never forget, we were driving to the hospital thinking that they were going to have to induce labor, and it was going to be five days before he arrived, and they hooked her up to the machine, and they said, we're going to have to go in and get him right now. And 30 minutes after we got to the hospital, he was born, 11.30 p.m. And then about five hours later, it's 4.30 in the morning. And the woman who delivered him walked in as I was standing there over his little bed. She was like, oh, Dad, I'm surprised that you're up. I was like, well, have you tried to sleep in these chairs? You know, I think sometimes we forget who the real unsung heroes are. And and she said, well, now that he's all cleaned up, I'd like to take a look at him and we can just write down where his birthmarks are and stuff like that. I was like, OK, that sounds good. So she starts at his feet, and she works her way up to his face, and she goes, oh, my God, lean in here. Do you see that little red spot on his eyelid? That's an angel kiss, okay? And it's going to go away, but that's an angel kiss. And I was like, am I dreaming right now? Like, what? <laughs> Did she just say angel kiss? Like, what does that mean, it's going to go away? Like, he's going to be a jerk, and they're not going to be associated with him? Like, how do you, are you really a doctor? Or what is going on right now? And it's like, tell me it's a rash and that there's nothing to worry about. That's pretty much all I can handle at that point, you know? And then I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I don't know that that would ever work on an adult, right? Ladies, you're out at a bar. Some guy's trying to make out with you. You're like, whoa, 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 okay? First of all, I'm not that kind of girl. Secondly, that is clearly a cold sore right there. <laughs> and he's like, what? A cold sore? I don't... I don't know what that is. This is a puppy hug. <laughs> You've never had a puppy hug? Oh, my God. It just shows up when you're stressed and sits on your lip and says, everything's going to be okay, buddy. 
angel kiss, right? So then the next morning, my wife woke up. She said, what's that on his eye? And I said, it's an angel kiss. And she said, you ate a hot dog, didn't you? I was like, I swear to God, I didn't eat a hot dog. All right, you guys have been awesome. Thank you very much for coming out tonight. Thank you. hope you enjoyed the show there that was our Cincy Shirts uh, stand-up comedy special maybe we'll do another one this was a lot of fun to put together um, and uh, that song by the way the joke I would like to uh, recommend the Connells for you from Raleigh North Carolina uh, they still perform they are more of like from the late 80s early 90s kind of an REM vibe maybe like that kind of southern jangle rock uh, they might be your bag so anyway um, so let me get everybody's website information for you first of all uh, Billy you can find him on Facebook and then you can find out all about where to find his comedy and also he does a podcast uh, he might do more than one he does the, the new Nasty Boys it's a sports podcast uh, focusing uh, on Cincinnati area sports mostly so you can also enjoy that as well Chris Weir's website is chrisweir.net. Weir is W-E-I-R. There you go. Sorted. So you can find out when his, uh, when again, when he's allowed to have dates again. We're, we're all allowed to have dates and be out again. Um, you can find all the information you need about Chris right there. And uh, you can find that uh, the album live from Cincinnati, on tour live from Cincinnati, basically anywhere you get your comedy album. So do look for that. Josh Sneed is joshsneed.com. Again, same thing. Uh, you can find all the links you need to, uh, at Josh's website. John Holmes, uh, go to YouTube, type in John Holmes. There's no H, just J-O-N. Uh, you might want to put in Comedian Cincinnati because that'll uh, differentiate him from the British guy. Although you might enjoy the British guy too. Who knows? So that's uh, so I got everybody there. I got J- Josh, John, Chris, Billy. Okay. Oh, I guess I can plug my podcast, PF's Tape Recorder. Just Google PF's Tape Recorder and it'll come up. I mostly interview comedians. I do what I like to call a dumb bit. Uh, and it's just like it sounds. It's probably not very funny. And then I do a song of the week. I pick a, a song that I've been enjoying that week, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's been described as kind of a little mini talk show uh, from the 70s uh, for your podcasting pleasure. There you go. So next couple of weeks, as you can imagine, will be challenging. Uh, we're probably going to have to do Skype for some of these interviews, and I'm, I've got one lined up for next week, hopefully. I'm going to uh, contact that person right after I finish recording this. And if there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, just drop us an email. In fact, if you know somebody that's actually out of the area that has a Cincinnati connection, we we know a couple of comedians that no longer live in the area. We're going to try and get a hold of one of them uh, soon. Uh, I, I know a friend of his, and Josh knows this guy, so we're going to try and get him on the podcast. Uh, but if you know someone who's out of the area but still has a tie to Cincinnati or is still well-known to Cincinnatians, please suggest that to us, podcast at cincyshirts.com. Put podcast guest in the subject line and just tell us a little bit about the person you'd like to have on the show. Uh, let me see. Use that email also, by the way, to uh, donate to the podcast via PayPal or Venmo, if you'd be so kind. Get in. Chip in whatever you feel is fair. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. And if you haven't already, go back and plunder those Cincy Shirts podcast archives. Now would be a good time, I reckon, if you're just at home working and or if you're just out walking around in the neighborhood just trying to you know get some fresh air and just get out of the house, uh, listen to one of our old episodes of the podcast. 110 episodes back there now. So uh, I'm sure you will enjoy each and every one of those. Today's show is produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find all of their music on iTunes. 
iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. We might uh, get those guys on the show, actually. They uh, did our theme, of course. And they are from Philadelphia. I found that the I found it at uh, by the library's website Freegal. I was looking for a good Cincinnati song to be our theme song, and that one just fit perfectly. Come to discover they are from Philadelphia, and that song's got a deeper meaning, by the way. If you've ever been in our store and heard the whole version of it, um, it's not a happy song. <laughs> I play the happy part of it, but uh, it's kind of a dark song. So anyway, we'll get we'll try to find those guys and uh, get them on the show too. Uh, you can find Midget Tees from places like Philadelphia, Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. Lots of defunct teams. Uh, there's like old hockey teams, baseball teams, football, old shopping centers, restaurants, radio stations, amusement parks. Uh, those have been selling really well lately. And uh, it's like Cincy Shirts, of course, but for those towns. Now, the promo code for this episode, I made you get all the way to this point to hear what it is. I bet you can't guess it. You're right. It's stand-up. Stand-up is the code for today. Use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. And if the stores, well, the stores aren't going to be open by the time you hear this, So, but you could have used it in our stores and over the Ryan Hyde Park in Loveland. Uh, check out our uh, social media platforms to find out when the stores are going to reopen. And uh, follow all our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. I said goodbye